Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books, strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. Welcome to the podcast, Sari Campbell. So thankful that you are here today and that you agreed to be a guest on my show. So welcome. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Peggy. Great, great. So I just want to start off by just sharing with my listeners a little bit about you and we'll just dive in some questions because it's going to be a fun conversation today. So Siri Kimball is a reinvention coach, helping clients to create a more fulfilled, authentic and fun life that aligns with a thriving business. Whether it is starting, scaling, or exiting a business, she has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs step into their role of CEO to create systems, structures, and standards to help them serve their customers, get the most out of the team to amplify their vision, and actually be able to take time off, trusting that their business is working without them. That is amazing and sounds amazing. Siri also from her pulls from her vast toolkit to help entrepreneurs create a profitable and sustainable business, including her four years at Whole Foods Market as buyer, regional brand director, manager, sorry, regional brand support manager and marketing director, six years running a six-figure online business, helping hundreds of entrepreneurs called Food Business Success and three years as a certified life coach, helping clients achieve the future they desire. Sari is the host of Reinvent Podcast. So check that out. We'll put that in the show notes. She also took Dr. Benjamin Hardy's Exponential Psychology course based on his and Dan Sullivan's book, 10X is Easier Than 2X, which I also took and I was so blown away by it. So I'm sure we'll have a little bit of conversation around that as well. But to start us off, the curious thing I have is what is a reinvention coach and why do people work with you? <laughs> I know there was a lot to unpack there and you can maybe tell by the, you know, the vast experiences. I've had a few reinventions yes, yes. <laughs> myself, a number of them, both personal and in my career. And I just love the idea of, of what a reinvention means in that it's a new identity. It's oftentimes stepping into, hopefully it's a, re a positive reinvention, something that you want to change, you want to become. And so it very much is along the lines of becoming your future self, right? Another book by um, Benjamin Hardy of of uh, here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to be. Maybe it's in a career. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's um, getting married or getting divorced or some, you know, all these different transition points in our lives. And how do we, I mean, I've had some reinventions where I've blown up my life, right? And I don't think that's necessary. We can keep a good part of our lives, but there is that change, right? It's the the caterpillar that goes into the chrysalis and it's messy and <laughs> it's messy work, 
but on the other side, you know, emerges this beautiful butterfly. So I really help people through that process and, and try to make it, help make it a little less messy. <laughs> but at the end, they turn out to be these beautiful, it turns their life is beautiful, right? Yes. That's what the whole like transition and that reinvention really is, is to making ourselves better. That's awesome. And it never really stops. I mean, truthfully, I've, I'm going through many reinventions uh, all the time, but oftentimes we probably go through a couple of big reinventions in our lives as we become more self-aware and, mm -hmm. and really, I think I, I, you know, I'm 48 and I tend to work with people more in their forties or early fifties where you're starting to question what, what am I doing here? Like I, I work with high achievers. I'm a recovering high achiever myself. Like I, I checked all the boxes. I got all the gold stars and why am I still feeling, you know, less than satisfied and feeling unfulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I think as you head into the back half, you know, the back nine of your life, you start to ask those questions. So yeah, I think really a lot of people do kind of if you would call it your midlife, hopefully it's not a crisis. Hopefully you, you know, you can work through people, you know, work with and through those times where they're just like, why, what, you know, what am I doing? What's my purpose? Like, is there something more? And I think a lot of us do have that drive of there's something more out there and because they don't like to settle. I don't, maybe we're just both really high achievers and, <laughs> and, that, and that's just where we're at is that, Ah, oh, there's always more. There's always more. Like we get to the top of the mountain, there's a bigger mountain, you know. And I don't think it's just us. I think <laughs> okay. I think we're socialized that way. You know, many, many of us are high achievers, especially entrepreneurs are. And mm -hmm. and we just we're sold a a a a lie that if we get all the things, we yeah. get all the boxes, we get the house, we get the car, we get the marriage, the family, the you know, the boat, the <laughs> on and on and on that that will finally fill up our cup and be happy mm -hmm. and, and meaning and fulfillment come from a completely different place than right. the outside stuff. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. There's so many di different directions we can go, but let's, <laughs> what were some of your pivotal points? I mean, you talked about you, you've, your life have, you've, you've checked all those boxes and you've lived a lot of this so you can really help your clients, but what were some of the pivotal points in your life that kind of led you to become the person you are today? Yeah. Well, I had a very big reinvention, uh, 39 and a half. <laughs> so, um, that year I, that is when I, I kind of blew up my life, so to speak of, um, I got a divorce. I moved in with my stepmom. I turned 40. <laughs> what? Um, I, uh, you know, so lots of things like all my identities of being a wife and a homeowner and a dog owner and all these things. And then I was working for Whole Foods Market. And then uh, that fall, there was a layoff. So uh, they did a nationwide layoff. So I was like, wow, I really have no, no identities. <laughs> like blank slate. <laughs> um, and I do not have kids. So I did not have that as an identity. But um, I really, as messy as it was, and it was a rough couple of years of a lot of suffering. And, and that's really my purpose is like, how do I help people go through that process and suffer less? Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of self-loathing. There was a lot of self-judgment and criticism and unworthiness stuff and all mm -hmm. of it. So mm -hmm. 
that was a long, that was several years of going through it and trying to like find the rope and the vines that's going to get me out of it. And uh, I don't think it needs to take that long mm-hmm. <laughs> with, the, with the tools of, of life coaching and all of the other things that I bring to the table. So um, yeah, that was probably my, you know, one of my most recent or somewhat recent reinventions, but I ended up starting a business that next year, never been an entrepreneur before, always never thought I would have been. It's <laughs> like, never no, say you. never, never say never. <laughs> I have learned that lesson over and over and over in my yeah. life. Never say never. It it's always like, comes back to me. <laughs> I thought just have a good job, have a career, have a, you know, retirement, all the things. And Oh my gosh. I feel like starting a business or having kids have to be like the two top things where you just, so much is out of your control. You're, I mean, a business is another form of a baby and, and Mm -hmm. you have to give it so much love and care. And yet you're so vulnerable and putting yourself out there. And so, um, yeah, that was a big reinvention for me to go through all of that and then step into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And this year and the the group that we did for 10x was so timely because mm-hmm. I built, you know, a big business, built multiple six-figure business over you know, 5 years and uh been doing really well helping people start packaged food businesses and I just I also I loved it but I also was just like I am exhausted. I am burnt out. I have I am going 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 and hustle and trying to prove to everybody that I, you know, <laughs> I'm a good enough entrepreneur and mm-hmm. all the things and growth for growth's sake. And I just thought, I don't know, towards the end of last year, I just said, I'm done. It's time for something different. I, I mm-hmm. want a reinvention of, of not necessarily like making more money or a bigger house or anything like that, but like a reinvention of my well-being mm-hmm. and like how I, I still want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to change my relationship with my business and have it slow down a little bit more. Yeah. We can just get into that whirlwind of that. Just go, go, go with a business. And you're like, yeah, it is like having a baby, especially in the first few years where it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's helpless you know, it's, <laughs> and, and you have to do everything for it in order to make it grow. Yeah. And it just seems so hard, but um hopefully it survives. And then, but you find out like you did, like, I don't want to do all of this any longer, you know, not the rat race, not the run, run, run. I want something else. Well, maybe a little more slow time. Yes. Slow down the white space. Yes. The white space, you know, that we all, I think entrepreneurs in in particular struggle with that. Um, Just on the go all the time. So you mentioned a couple of things, you know, yeah. you're, you're throwing out these ideas, which if anybody hasn't read the book, 10 X is easier than two X might not have heard, you know, like the white space, the slow down time, the future me, that's another book. So, you know, you've gone through this course with him and this book, 10 X is easier than two X. What are some of your biggest ahas or takeaways from that course and the book that now is, is, you know, three, 10, almost 10 months in nine months for sure into, you know, this new year that you started this course with now, what has changed? What are your yeah. offers and what are you moving forward with? Oh my gosh. Um, I think 
you know, one of the big ones was letting go of the 80% or raising your standards. And I'll just share um, openly that uh, for a lot of my adult life, you know, thirties, and then certainly in my forties, starting the business, I really struggled with um, over drinking and using that as a coping mechanism, but like there was a bad cycle of, um, celebrating when things went well, over drinking, then feeling terrible the next day, beating myself up and then like trying to get motivated again. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the self-loathing and everything that kicked in. So over the last few years, I've definitely really, um, started to cut back and, and do that in a way that felt very, um, empowering and, uh, felt good. And with Tenet, with the program and talking about the 80% that, that you need to let go of to be the next version of, you know, your 10X, that go after that 10X goal, I realized that, you know, my relationship with alcohol really needed to fundamentally change, um, make it an even bigger, like a new standard for Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's not that I've completely quit drinking altogether, but it is that time period, um, really helped change my relationship. Um, and to like going out and going to events and not even caring. And I was like, who am I? (laughs) Normally I'd be like that first thing when you walk in that networking Mm -hmm. event is like, where's the bar. And now I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm good. I just want to engage with people. I don't even want a drink. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's like such a change, um, for me. You reinvented yourself in that aspect, didn't you? Yeah. Now I'm waking up more, you know, I'm sleeping better and I'm waking up more excited. And, you know, it just, it's like the, the spiraling up versus Mm -hmm. the spiraling down. So I think really looking at some of those pieces that when I think about what kind of CEO, what kind of entrepreneur, what kind of woman I want to be, um, there was a couple of those things similar to the alcohol of like, I just need to let those things go. I need to raise my standards. So that was a big one. And then, uh, I really loved the whole concept of impossible unless, right. And mm-hmm. Dr. Alan Bernard, mm-hmm. um, talked about that and his, his little, um, private group call was so good. And, uh, I use that a lot with my clients and in my courses, it's like, help people dream bigger. Right. And I think that's part of reinvention is people dream so small Mm -hmm. because we don't want to be disappointed. We only want to like dream as big as we think that we are capable of. And it's usually pretty small. So that's one of the things I really help clients do is dream bigger and like, okay, well, what else? What would, you know, helping them see like, it could be, and like, it's not this or that it could be Mm -hmm. this and, and mm-hmm. like, what if it's bigger, right? And yeah. that is one of my favorite questions too. And it's just that possibility thinking of stepping outside what we normally put ourselves in a box with, like, yeah. which is, which is what we know, but what if we went bigger? Like you said, like dream bigger. What is that, that impossible thing that we, I always say like, we just laugh at and just brush off. Cause that just seems right. so crazy. Right. And step into that. Like, what would really that be like? And so you use that a lot with your clients. That's awesome. Cause I use that a lot in my thinking and my clients as well is, is just getting them outside that box to think bigger 
I mean, it's kind of like being, you know, I have some kids, so, you know, like their, their imaginations are go wild. And so it's a, it's kind of like tapping into that, opening that door for adults to be able to stretch your mind and that imagination. Right. Cause we shut it down. You know, it's like you get through your twenties. I mean, in your early, your late, your late teens, early twenties, everything's just possibility. It's like, you could do anything. And then it's like, we systematically just shut all of that down in our thirties. And so I love helping people just reimagine. And mm-hmm. I use that same question for me. I have a membership and I said, my goal at the beginning of the year was 200 members, new members. Mm-hmm. And so using the, you know, 10 X, uh, like, okay, 2000 members. Okay. Like it's impossible unless, and it really got me thinking about, well, what, you know, I would need to pull bigger lovers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just do like a one, you know, one here, one there, one there. And so it got me thinking about, how can I leverage some larger groups? And, um, and I wrote a book this year and as part of my 10 X goal. And so I started sending my book to, to different groups and saying, you know, give this away for free. And I just want you to, I want this to be a resource to people. And Mm -hmm. so starting to align myself with some other organizations that could help, you know, grow that much faster than just like, one here, one here, one here, right? So such a it just opens experience. our door to different thinking, doesn't it? Just yeah. like if you were just to do 200, that, you know, feels kind of safe and you can do these things and it would probably get you to 200. But if you want 2000, man, like you said, it pulls different levers. Like you really have to think a little differently and, and bigger. Like where are those people? Right. So how can I reach groups. more of them faster? <laughs> oh, how can I reach them faster? And that just do, what is the name of your book? Uh, it's called Key Ingredients and it's okay. about uh, starting a packaged food business. So self-published that, wrote that in, actually it was over the time that we were in the course with Dr. Nice. Hardy. So um, I, well, I guess I started in March and finished it in early June. So nice, nice. Yeah. Well, great. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to check that out, that sounds interesting Appreciate sure, it. with your, with your background in the food business. That's great. Yes. Great. So what, what would be some of your tips or tools or tricks for people to like wanting to do their first steps to reinvent themselves without, like you said, you know, you know mentioned to me whole, you know, burning the whole house down. Right. No. <laughs> Okay. Well, that sounds like a little extreme, but maybe that ties into like, you don't have to make it really messy. I don't know. You tell me what are the first steps to reinvent ourselves without burning the whole house down? Right. Um, I always love to give my uh, clients when I first start working with them, I call it the lawn exercise, but it's kind of imagine your whole house is in, or your whole life is in a house, right? And all of the obligations, your roles, the, your job, the relationships, like all of it's in there and just kind of brainstorming. Imagine you were like, how you had to unpack the whole house and put it on the lawn, (laughs) all the furniture, all the clothes, all the dishes, all of it. Right. And, and then you have to like purposely decide, do I love it? Does it go back in as is, is there anything that I've, 
we just, we get on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. We're on autopilot. I mean, 90% of the time. So there's things that we do that when you actually look at them and you're like, why do I do that? (laughs) It's like, nobody cares. I don't care, but I just got into a habit of doing it. So um, really looking, you know, whatever comes up, of course, you're not gonna be able to document your entire life, but whatever comes up on that piece of paper, I like to tell people set a timer for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Cause your brain loves to tell you like, this is going to take forever. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then we dread it and we put it all, do it. You know? <laughs> but set a timer for 10 minutes and just get it out. Like, well, everything in your life, I am a member of this organization and I, you know, I go to church at this, at this church and I'm in this relationship and I'm, I'm this person and, um, and it can be anything. It could be, you know, your eating habits or your workout or anything. So you put it all on the paper and then see what you definitely want to put back in the house. See if there's things that you're like, it's kind of part of your 80% that you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is not serving me. This is dumb. Like what a waste of time. <laughs> get rid of that. And then you're going to have those things that you're like, I don't want to get rid of that. Like I still, for me, what one time, what came up for me was my sister was on that list. Like, I'm not going to stop being a sister, but I was like, that can't go back into the house as is <laughs> like to reinvent that relationship a little yeah, bit maybe. <laughs> exactly there's something that needs to that I need to address here like I don't want to the way we're engaging I don't want to put that relationship in the house as is so that can just kind of start to shine a light on you know what's maybe like a get rid of completely mm-hmm. free up some of your headspace but then what are some things that you're like, oh, these are the areas that I think I need to do a little reinvention that I want to show up differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to do it overnight. Like there's a group that I'm a nonprofit. I'm a, I manage and I'm the president of, and it's one of those things. Like I look at it every quarter or so, and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay there beyond my term, but I am going to complete it because mm-hmm. that feels good to me to, mm-hmm you know, to follow through on my commitment, but I'm looking forward to the day when I can (laughs) leave it out of the house. Well, you know what? We all change, right? We, you know, we, you know, if you've been in a house or apartment, any, you know, a living space for some time, it's amazing what accumulates. Yeah. And that's a really cool exercise of like, picking apart, like taking, dumping all of your life out on the lawn. And yes. going, oh my, that is an eye opener. I don't, I mean, I'm just imagining like I've been in this house for probably 17 years and right. holy <laughs> buckets. I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that probably doesn't need to be here. So I'm thinking, okay, yeah, let's just, you know, take it all out, sit it on the lawn. It might look like a, you know, a junk sale, but <laughs> you know, and then, and then thinking about really what, what's really important, you know, and why is it important? And there's some things that are treasures, you know, it can be a relationship with somebody, but it, it might need to change. Like you said, Mm -hmm. like you had your one with your sister, there might be stuff that you can just give away for free. I don't need it anymore. Right. You can give it to somebody else to use somebody else. Or there might be some things that you, you know, kind of refurbish, you know, Mm -hmm. reinvent into something that's more useful, you know, to you. So that could be any part of our lives that we can really hone in. And that just really makes, you know, it's just an eye-opening experience. I think that's a good Mm -hmm. exercise. 
to be able to start out with. That's great. That's great. Any other tools that you want to like tips or to throw out at us to get us jump started um, and reinventing ourselves? Yeah. The other thing you can do is, uh, and he talks about this in the book, but looking backwards and saying, what are the 10 X jumps that I've already made in my life? Um, which I love that of like, where are all these pivot points that I become kind of a new version of myself. And that was probably never in the plan <laughs> in your, in your teens or twenties. Right? Oh, yeah. I don't think we could write the script, right. Of what our right. life is now. <laughs> But I also love the um, playing with possibility in the future. So again, I think we get into a, a habit of like, oh, this is my life and this is what I'm always going to be doing. This is how I'll always be feeling and this is where I'll always be living and this is what I'll always be eating and and the preferences and all of that. And, and we just think that's how it's going to go forever. And it's really fun to play around with possibility of just kind of that daydreaming, imagining of like what are 10 other possibilities for my life that I, I could want, right. doesn't mean I'm going to do any of them. Like, mm -hmm. I think we get scared if we open up the door and look at it, that then we got to do it. And that's just not the case, but like I could go become a Buddhist monk mm -hmm. possible. I totally could. Or, right, I could yeah. go and get <laughs> a real job and, and go and, you know, work for a company and, and have regular hours and all of that. I don't have to be an entrepreneur or mm -hmm. um, you know, I could, I could go get married or I could go adopt kids or I could, you know, like just mm -hmm. playing around, like I could go live in another country. Yeah. Yeah. And work virtually. I work virtually anyway. So it right. really is possible. Um so just, I think it's really fun to just play around with possibility, letting go of any judgment of what comes up. And I think letting go of like, sometimes we're worried that if I think about it, then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out on something or now I'm going to want to do this. And I'm, mm -hmm. you know, to be a Buddhist monk, that might really radically change my life <laughs> and my relationships right. with people, but it's kind of fun to just again look at possibility like oh yeah. I never thought I could actually oh there's like a piece of that that I really like and mm -hmm. how could I bring that into my life now yeah I mean I just think of like oh what if you know I I use the term, like the question what if like what if you know you went and did this it's not like you like you said it's not like you open the door and you have to do it you have to walk through it but it brings that playful mindset and that imagination through, is there an aspect of that that you really like, you know, mm -hmm. what would be so intriguing about being a Buddhist monk, you know, maybe I'm often, you know, by myself and I'm okay, you know, and I can spend some solitude time or, you know, sometimes these ideas, these what if things, I feel like that comes out. And we're like, and we're, and we're quick to slam the door. Cause we're like, Oh no, you know? Yeah. So like, that's so not me, you know, but I think that our brains open up those ideas for us to capture certain things about it, you know, exactly. just pulling little things like, what is it about, you know, working, uh, what, 
what some people call a real job, nine to five. Some people call a real job entrepreneurs, who knows, you know, whatever you're in, maybe it's a nine to fiver, you know, where you don't have to bring home or be home in your workspace all the time. Like, why is that? You know, people are working virtually. Why do they want to go back to the office? You know, or so it's just so fun to think. Yeah. And, and just, you know, you have to let go. Like you said, let go of the judgment and let go that just because your brain thought about it doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I get caught in that sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I thought about it. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a great right. idea. Go do it because I thought of it. Right. But not necessarily. Right parking lot. I have everybody have a parking lot list. Oh, oh, it seemed yeah. like a good idea. Put it in the parking lot. You can revisit it later, you know, see how you feel about it in a week or a month or oftentimes we re revisit those things and we're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, that's good advice for a lot of areas in our life. I'm thinking about shopping, you know, those impulse buying, just, just put that on the parking lot list, you know, of, and revisit. And like you said, you get back to it and you're like, what was I thinking? Like, right. what was I going to use that for? I mean, I've bought ingredients like that before. Like I've read a recipe, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to read, I'm going to make this recipe. Now and I have sumac. What the heck do I do with this? <laughs> and I'm like, what recipe was I going to make with this? Right. It seemed like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> that is fun. Not always. So, oh my gosh, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners about either what you do, what you've learned, your book, your podcast before oh we, oh my write? gosh. Yeah. I think, I mean, the biggest thing I can tell people is just, I just want people to know, like they are worthy. They are enough exactly as they are. And we, we can stop striving right? the strivers curse and that there is, I mean, if I can do it, if I can feel this much like ease and well-being after, you know, what I, where I was, mm -hmm. it is possible for anybody to find this. And there is just, there's something so, I mean, I just absolutely love my life. I, and it doesn't mean that bad stuff doesn't happen. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. I don't have hard days or, you know, have days of anxiety or self-judgment, but the tools of self-compassion and just the well-being as I focus more on fulfillment over achievement and the belief that, um, yeah, I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm enough. I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want everybody listening to know that that is possible for them. It is possible to live a more fulfilling life right now, not, not someday, not when you make enough money, when you do this, when you mm -hmm. get the promotion, but now and yeah. it, it does, it starts now and it, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a layering on process. That that's true. You know, the worthiness starts, you know, within us and we have to grow it. You know, it's not something, you know, yeah, we can have it one day. We feel like, Hey, you know, I'm enough today. And the next day or the next hour, it might fall to pieces, but we have to keep building layers onto each other so until we, you know, truly, truly have it to our core. And I don't know, have you um, seen uh, Jamie Kern Lima's new book is going to come out called Worthy um, oh, in wow. February. So okay. 
I just saw some stuff on that. And as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like kind of what's in the book and like teaching us how, and some of those lies about our self-worth, like, you know, waiting around until we're ready or those kind of things. So I'm, yeah, I just threw that out because I love books and yes, I love it. I'll check that out. <laughs> no, it doesn't come out until February, but I think she's been talking about it on some of her uh, YouTube channel. So, but that's great. That's great. Where can people find out more about you? I know you have the the reInvent podcast, so that's yes. one place. So, yep, that's um, reInvent podcast on all the all the places, and then Sari Kimball Coaching is the Instagram. Um. I did recently do a uh, more than survive thrive training all about um, increasing our resilience and anti-fragility. Mm-hmm. So you can get that on the website as well, sarikimballcoaching.com. And then, yeah, for people who maybe are thinking about reinventing themselves into an entrepreneur and turning their package, their food product into a packaged product, selling at farmer's markets or mm. online or in grocery stores, then everything is over at Food Business Success. So awesome. podcast, YouTube, <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> all those all channels, yeah. all those normal <laughs> channels we go to. So great. I will put those in the show notes for anybody that wants more, more information about it, but thank you. Thank you so much, Sari, for joining me today. You just enlightened. It's been a fun conversation. Appreciate Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.